Welcome to all of you, and welcome to all of those listening on Torah Anytime and other platforms. Just on the technical front, if you could please press the forward button to receive ongoing updates regarding our shiurim, and also please share this shiur recording with at least two friends to participate in Harbatz's Torah. It takes guts, courage, gumption to do kirov, to have the initiative to approach someone else and open yourself up to rejection. I mean, he might rebuff your overture. He might become very defensive, feel that his beliefs are under attack as you share the truth of Torah with him. To have that confidence and composure, not to be confrontational, but that composure, that deep resolve and faith that you are doing him more of a favor than he is doing you by listening. You have the goods. You have emes. You have truth. You have meaning. You are availing him or her of an opportunity, not the other way around. I would like to develop this courageous Kirov model from the great Mekarev, the protagonist of our story, the story in our parsha, Avraham. The protagonists Avraham and Sari. The beginning of our parsha, we are told regarding their journey of Lech Lecha. They took all of their possessions, and the souls which they had made in Chara. Rechusham, their possessions, that's understood, their physical material possessions. But what does it mean that they took the souls which they had made in Charan, beyond the Pshat read, that to mean slaves and the like, Chazal interpret the souls which they had made, means people they were makara, people who they, to whom they taught the truth of Hashem. In a literal read, the souls, they imbued these people with souls. They literally gave them a soul to people who otherwise would live hollow, purposeless lives and gave them a soul. Avram and Sarah are in fact the great heroes, the models of Kirov, spreading the truth which they discovered, the truth of Hashem, with others, anyone who was willing to listen. But as with every great figure in Torah, we learn not only from their successes, but their failures as well. Failures which the Chumash lays bare in frank transparency. Because let's scroll down later in our parsha and read a passage according to the Medrash of Chazal. Later in the parsha, Avram intervenes in the battle of the four and the five kings to save the victims, the five, the five nation victims, including the nation of Stone. And when Avram is victorious in battle, the king of stone tells him as follows. The king of stone tells him, Avram, I understand. You're the victor here. You deserve some spoils. You ought to take away some of the goods. Tainly as hanafesh. But give me back the people. Give me back my citizens to reestablish my country. You take the possessions. The possessions are yours. Those spoils are yours. And Avram, of course in a remarkable sign of ethics, rebuffs his offer. He says, no, I don't want you to ever have a claim on me. I don't want you ever to feel that I owe you one. I don't want you to say, you made me wealthy. Avram gives it all back. Well, analyzes the Gemara as follows. 
these people, these people of Stone, they went back to Stone. They went back to that godless culture of Stone. What if Avram Avinu would have said in this moment of triumph, when he had the upper hand, I'm going to take these people back with me. They're going to join Beis Shal Avram. They're going to become upright citizens. I will send them to my Shiurim. I will enroll them in the Avram and Sara Institute. He would have been Mekarifem. Avram is faulted for not doing this. So much so that the Gemara explains in the passage which follows the Brisbane Habsarim, when Avram is told, your children will be slaves in Mitzrayim for hundreds of years. One of the reasons why he's punished so is because he did not do Kirif here and gallantly march back as victor with the people of Stone to join his yeshiva. This is a remarkable teaching of Chazal, a seemingly innocuous passage. Avram is innocent here. He's the victor of war, and he is so magnanimous. He's so ethical here. He tells the king of Stone, I'm not going to take anything. And yet the sages find fault, and such severe fault, fault for what, to which they attribute the gullus of Claudius Yisrael. To deal with this teaching of Chazal seriously, to own it for ourselves, we need to discover for ourselves where Chazal get this from. Beyond simply the flow of these passages, Avraham not taking the citizens of stone back with him, followed by the, the Brisbane Hapsarim, the foreshadowing of cruel Gaulus, more than that. We want to trace the source in the text from where Chazal see this jarring teaching that Avram, the master of Kirov himself, was derelict in Kirov here. Well, let's listen to the Pasuk with a sensitive ear. Following this battle of the four and the five kings, the king of Stone, Stone told Avram, Tainli hanafesh, give me back the souls, give me back my citizens, v'arachosh kachlach, but you take the possessions. These very words, nefesh and rechosh, soul and possessions, are precisely the same. It is the same verbiage used in the Pasuk in the beginning of our parsha, in the opening Lech Lecha narrative, when it describes Avram and Sarah. The they took their possessions, and the souls which they had made, which refers to those who, whom they were makarif and charon. Right? Here we have this use of the very same terms, rather rare terms, to refer to other human beings as souls and to refer to possessions as rechush. The same terms are used here in the Battle of Stone, in the postscript of the Battle of Stone. Why? Well, now we got it exactly. It is to awaken in us the understanding that just like back in Haran, he had not only possessions, but he had souls whom he made, souls who he brought closer. It was the same opportunity lurking, looming in this story. More than physical possessions, he had the... He had the opportunity to acquire souls here, to make souls here. This whisper in the text, this echo, is, I believe, the true source of Chazal's teaching. That read deeper, what Chazal are noting is, it wasn't simply a question of spoils. The king of Stone was saying, while you take the material goods, I take back the citizenry. He was saying, give me the souls as in give me the people's spiritual essence. 
their souls will be under my godless boot, too. And here is where Avram should have said, no. In a historic failing of just saying no, he should have said souls. No soul should be subjected to the godless regime of stone. I am going to do Kirov here. So it's powerful here to trace the textual echo and to discover the gravitas and power of Chazal's teaching here in admonition of Avram Avinu, the great Makarov who was derelict here. But I want to understand now is, how can it be? How can it be that the maestro of outreach Avram himself fell short here? What was going through Avram's mind, and how do we understand his inner struggle to whether to do Kirov here, and how can it inform us, inspire us to overcome some of our own inhibitions to do Kirov? So let's think about it as follows. There was a negotiation of sorts here. Avram had just won the war, so he deserved something, presumably. Some spoils. And at the same time, the king of stone feels he ought to be rehabilitated on his throne and receive back some things which were duly his as well. Well, the king of stone established from the get-go, the people are mine. Tainly as Hanefesh. And the only area where he's willing to allow Avram space is regarding the possessions. Vesarechosh Kachlach. Now, even regarding the possessions to which Avram was granted here, Avram takes the ethical high road and says, I'm not taking anything of yours. I don't want you to believe that you are giving me anything that's due to you. As he later says, I'm not even taking a shoestring from you. So if Avram was even refusing that which the king of, that which the king of Stone was offering him, the possessions, surely he is not going to be so pretentious as to ask and demand the people whom the king of stone was not ready to give. Avraham's entire ethical stance here was, I don't want you to feel that I'm siphoning anything off of you, even if I could justify that I am the victor of the war, of war and I have victor spoils here and the high hand of the victor. I don't want any of that. So, as is always the case when we deal with our great tzaddikim, the great figures of their chumash, even in their failing, their failings are coming from virtues, are based in virtue. It is Avram's ethical standard. It is Avram who's a palchesed, Avram who's a gift, who certainly doesn't want to be taken from another human being, not even his possessions, and certainly not his citizen. That resonates powerfully here in the verse. However, the mistake is like this. Yes, Avram. You don't want to take anything which belongs to anyone else. But in this case, you are not taking something which belongs to someone else. These people, these souls, the Eshanefesh, Tainli Eshanefesh, these souls who are being returned to godless stone, they are being stripped of their birthright. They are being denied what's duly theirs. They have a nefesh. They have a soul, a soul which is foreign to stone, a soul which is trapped and inhibited in stone. Avraham is giving those souls what, is, what they duly need, what they duly deserve, the gift of Amuna, the gift of Hashem. 
Avram, here, take a stance. Stare down the king of stone. You are not violating your ethical stance of not taking from anyone. You're not taking from anyone here. You're giving. You're giving people their greatest birthright. What is most due to them? The blessing of Amuna. And from here we learn in our own struggles to do kir. When sometimes we feel, is it a bit audacious of me? Am I kind of violating that rule of mind your own business? Am I entering someone else's realm? Right, a realm that's his, right? Am I pushing my own agenda? We have to learn from Avram. There's a certain, car- to learn from Avram's failing. There's a certain courage to say, I will be strong. I will even be somewhat perceived as somewhat threatening if I am, in fact, giving people the spirituality that they need. If, I, if I'm giving them what their birthright that's being denied from them, I will at times even violate gentlemen's dignity. I will sometimes be a little undiplomatic because sometimes for people to find themselves, if we are too prim and proper and too inhibited not to be strong, well, people are not going to get what they need. Good boys and girls finish last. It's true in the world of Gashemites. It's true in the world of Ruchnis as well. And that is what we learn from Avram. Have the gumption. Have the courage. Have the inner belief that you are always in the magnanimous position when you are doing Kirov. You are giving people their birthright. You are a giver. You are not a taker at all. They are not doing you any favor to listen to you and your drasha. You have a blessing to give the world. The appreciation down the road will be due to you. This is true of not only those who are involved in Kirov Rechokim, right, as we think, those heroes and heroines who are involved in reaching out to our brethren who are far from their faith, any of us. When we have a certain spiritual message, a certain approach in Torah, and Avod, and Chesed, and we have a, something to teach the world, we each have a unique neshama, a unique tzalmokim spark from Hashem, we each have something to teach the world. And the world desperately needs our message. They thirst for it, even if they don't let us know it, and even if they won't admit it. Right? So be courageous with sharing your message with the world. Always the gentleman, never confrontational, but never wimpy either. Be proud. Stand proud with your message of Amuna you're sharing to the world. Your personal, unique contribution to Torah, to Klal Yisrael, to the world. Only you can give it. The world is not going to get it from anyone else. So stand proud. Don't be bashful. Don't be inhibited. The courage and the gumption to do Kirov, the Karov and the gumption to be an ambassador of Hashem's word, each of us with our own unique contribution. May we all be Zoha to do this, to again repeat the technical tidbits. If everyone can please press the follow button to receive ongoing updates regarding this year, and please share, share this share with at least two friends. Thank you very much.